All right, so let's talk a little bit about the markets here. Welcome to Bull Bear Radio. Market pricing's nuts. Each week, we catch up with WBI's experts, Matt and Don Schreiber. Down 77%. You know what you need to recover from that? A miracle. WBI brings you wealth-building market insights. This is Bull Bear Radio, episode number 89. We're going to be talking about earnings, the economic recovery, the J. We've got a lot of hot stuff coming at you. This is Monday night, August 24th. It's around 10 p.m. on the East Coast here. And, man, markets have been rocking Don Schreiber. I'm Matt Schreiber. This is Don Schreiber over here. Well, Don Schreiber Jr., how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. We're going to be, do a little fun in finance tonight. Bull Bear Radio, one of my favorite things to do. All right, so we got S and P five hundred up seven point five four percent this year. Don Schreiber, what's driving the bus here? Fang, man, the Fang stocks. You got five stocks that are driving the whole S and P performance for the year, pretty much. Uh, without the top five stocks, the S and P uh, would be down about five percent for the year. Uh, so four hundred ninety five stocks out of the S and P five hundred turning in some negative numbers, and you've got five stocks that are driving the performance of the index. Yeah, well, I mean, for the five stocks account for 23% of the weighting of the index, the top 10 uh, account for uh, 29%, which is crazy. I mean, I had to look at the number. It's, it's a little late here on the East Coast. I'm like, huh? What's what's that? That's crazy. The New York Stock Exchange composite, right, is down 5%. So that kind of gives you a pretty clear indication of how, like, most stocks are doing. But the, the, the NASDAQ's up 27%. So, and that's being driven by those same big stocks that are in the S&P. But you take that a step further, the New York Stock Exchange has put out the FANG Index, right, which is uh, a grouping of, of uh, tech companies, you know, larger tech companies for the most part. That's up 70.57% uh, this year. Now, Don Schreiber, you were telling me, like, Tesla is up, like, some insane number year to date. It's up almost 400% year to date. Can you believe that? Tesla. Three, 381% <laughs> year to date. And it was like up uh, like 200% in like two weeks. And by the way, we're, we're take, talking about a couple of stocks here. The stocks, we're not making recommendations. We're talking you, about the components of the index. Right. You, you can find out you know, what stocks you want to buy and sell by yourself. Go on Yahoo Finance. Go on Robinhood. Do whatever you want to do. Uh, but we're not a part of that. Right. So we're just talking markets, the economy. That's, that's what we do here on Bull Bear Radio, man. You want to go listen to hot stocks to trade? Go watch Kramer, you know. Uh, so anyway, man, it, you know, you got some of these stocks uh, doing insane things. It, let's talk about valuations for a second. Holy smokes. I mean, S&P 500, 35 trailing 12-month PE multiple. I mean, that's insane, right? Am I, am I insane to think that's insane? No, man, that's a, that's a big number. 35, you know, in the uh, 1999 uh, run-up, which was one of the biggest uh, return years for uh, 
growth in technology stocks. The NASDAQ was up 85% for the year. Um, very overvalued. I mean, the overvaluation in the dot-com bubble was historic. But right now, the S&P 500 is trading at a trailing P.E. number that 35 that's higher than the 33 or 31 that it hit in uh, 2000 before the market collapsed. Yeah, this is nuts. I mean, you know, you look at different segments in the marketplace and they're really struggling. You know, the Dow has a trailing 12-month P.E. of, uh, uh, yikes, I think it's a 27.9 here, and it's only up about 1% for the year. So something must be happening with earnings, right? Because it hasn't moved, yet its P.E. multiple a year ago was 18 Sure. On a trailing 12-month basis. We're in the midst of a pandemic. We've got, you know, uh, uh, economic shutdown and uh, corporate earnings and uh, uh, profits uh, are just, you know, been really impacted by the uh, economic uh, devastation that we've had from the uh, pandemic. You know, uh, both large and small companies have had, uh, you know, big runoffs in terms of value. We actually see that, you know, um, earnings, uh, once again, have beaten analysts' expectations. But, you know, analysts have gotten used to driving the earnings expectations so low that, you know, obviously companies are going to beat. So that's not surprising. But even, you know, for us, I, I did not think that uh, the average averages, the S&P 500 index, um, uh, revenue and earnings growth would be down less than 10%. I mean, you know, we got 474 reporting uh, in the S&P 500 down uh, 9%, 9.91% on revenue growth, earnings growth down 7 You know, and, and the ones that actually are getting beat to the street here, energy, materials, industrials down 53% on energy, 16%. This is revenue on materials, industrials down 24. Consumer discretionary not far behind down 13. The other sectors, surprisingly enough, consumer staples only down one, healthcare positive three and a half, financials only down two, information technology up almost five percent on revenue growth, communication services only down three, utilities down six, real real estate down six as well. Uh, not too shabby on the tail end there, right? Well, I really, thought it'd be a lot worse. You know, you really see, uh, you know, the uh, bifurcation of the economy in um, the the two uh, groups, you know, that are one that is down huge. Energy is completely dependent on demand and economic demand drives energy prices and energy uh, companies, sales growth and earnings. If energy prices are falling, obviously sales growth and earnings are going to be compromised. And we're talking about the large cap energy companies, you know, the Exxon's, the Mobiles, um, you know, these companies, Chevron, they lost half their business. That's bad. That is bad. That's and bad. The thing that, the thing that's really bad is we're, you know, there's been a lot of talk in, in, I think a lot of dangerous talk 
in the media about a V-shaped recovery and that we already are out of recession and we're into the next well, we, bull market and, phase. And that's because five companies, right, are Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, and Google are up 35% combined. That's what's that's what's moving the market higher. You're absolutely not, right. The other 495 are down five. Right? That's not the economy. That's five stocks. And, you know, those five stocks have done extremely well. Good earnings, man. Because... They are the kind of companies that would do well in, in a this, pandemic. In a pandemic, and an economic shutdown. You know, social media people are on. You know, online even more than and they're what buying they normally stuff. Would. They're buying stuff. I mean, if you looked into consumer discretionary earnings growth at twenty five percent, revenue growth is down thirteen. There's some studs in the retailing sector with uh, seventeen to twenty three reporting retailing actually, which is really shocking. Sales growth of fifteen percent and earnings growth of fifty one percent. What's what's with that, Don? I mean, what's this? What is it? What's it's, the, it's all online. It ain't malls, right? Oh man, it's Amazon, Target. Yeah, so so uh, you got internet and direct marketing, twenty seven percent increase in revenue, eighty six percent earnings growth, and you're uh, you're right. It's Amazon driving the bus there, but a shocker uh, is eBay. Uh, Six percent revenue growth and fifty-eight percent earnings growth. Yowza, that's pretty good. Now, uh, you know, Target surprise shocker, great quarter, blowout earnings and revenue. Same thing, you know, with a couple of other companies uh, as well, like Lowe's and Home Depot and such. Those parking lots have been filled up, but people have been spending money, which is nuts, right? Now, are are you bullish on this activity, Don, or not so fast, my friend? Yeah, I think the consumer's been strong, and I I think that as long as the consumer stays strong— which is really dependent on the Fed uh, backstop. You know, this whole, um, you know, uh, fang trade and the markets uh, marching higher over the last 10 years since the 2008 financial crisis is uh, because of the Fed, you know, backstop. Uh, The Fed has the markets and the economy on life support, have have had the economy and the markets on life support since 2008, and that's one of the big things that concerns me is that, you know, if consumers or investors, uh, you know, decide that, you know, the Fed doesn't have the magic wand, that nothing's changed, that this isn't going to get better, we're in big trouble, folks. So, you know, we're not out of the woods yet. I think that you have to have, you know, be, be have a little uh, sobriety about this thing and not get crazy. You know, over five five tech companies, right? I mean, you look at the Russell two thousand in terms of earning and revenue here, earnings and revenue, and it, it's a far different picture. You're looking at uh, revenue declined eighteen percent out of eighteen hundred and fifty one of the two thousand companies or so reporting, and earnings growth declined ten percent, led by uh, energies, materials, and industrials, all down about the same as their large cap counterparts. But you look at consumer discretionary, and these companies are down twenty eight on revenue and thirteen on earnings, so far different. 
than the large cap companies here. They're getting pretty beat. Uh, financials looking a little bit better uh, with positive revenue growth of 10% and earnings growth of 23%. Staples doing pretty good in the pandemic here. Revenue growth of 2% and uh, 40% er, uh, uh, earnings growth. I bet you uh, the consumer staples, I wonder what that, I, actually, I, I was going to say I'm going to bet you what it is, but I'm not sure what it is. What do you think it is? There's a lot of food in here. You know, you're talking about people got to uh, eat, I guess, people right? Going to the grocery store instead of eating out. And a lot of the uh, grocery stores are doing well. Wow. You got to figure the drug companies, you know, the, you know, the Walmarts or, and the, the, uh, the smaller like CVS Walgreens, type of CVS, trains. Yeah. 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 Know, yeah. They're, they're doing well. They're doing pretty good. Yeah. So, you know, you got drug retailing, 12% uh, revenue growth, 71% earnings growth. Let's see what company this is. This is, you know, these are companies all around America doing all right. It's right. Aid, right, right. Aid doing all right. Uh, food distributors took a little hit on revenue growth, earnings growth, pretty solid. But uh, check out this one: hypermarkets and super centers. Revenue growth of fourteen percent. People aren't going out and dining, I guess. BJ's blockbuster quarter, eighteen percent revenue growth, earnings growth, and ninety-seven percent. So people are going to these these uh, you know uh, grocery stores and such, uh, food retail. Three of four reporting seventeen percent revenue growth, one hundred percent, one hundred eight percent, you know uh, earnings growth. And b- by the way, it's Ingalls Markets, Natural Grocers, uh, and uh, Weiss Markets. Man, Weiss Markets out in uh, Pennsylvania, crushing it, dude. Uh, 23% revenue growth, 102% earnings growth. I mean, that's insane. Yeah, it's been a shift in uh, consumer spending, obviously, with the pandemic. Restaurants have taken a gigantic hit. Many of them are closed. You know, one of the things that uh, uh, jumped out at, at uh, off the page there is that, you know, um, while energy companies, the smaller and mid-sized energy companies, had revenue declines of 50%, they had a earnings decline of four hundred percent. Holy smokes! You're and so you're the right. four hundred percent gives you wow. These companies are going to go out of business. They're getting rocked. You, you cannot and have they, earnings decline that steeply, okay. and these companies stay in business. And you know, I heard last week CNBC was running a special. Uh, report on the health of Main Street. And one of the shocking things that I heard last Thursday or Friday was that 59% of the uh, companies, small companies on Main Street USA have shut their doors and won't ever restart. They're 59% of the small businesses on Main Street USA have gone out of business already. And the and the uh, f- the fellow who wrote this article said we won't see the full devastation to um, uh, Main Street uh, type businesses, restaurants, and all of the other small businesses that make up you know our towns and communities for the next eighteen months. He expects uh, there to be continuing challenges as these companies you know run out of uh, resources um, as they you know, continue to fight. So, you know, it's, it's a, and this is where the employment base comes from. 60% of the United States employment comes from these small companies. Yeah. Not I, the big ones, the small ones. 
I mean, the oil and gas is just a disaster here. It's insane, uh, the, the carnage and the depth of the carnage. So I'd say that this is uh, you know, going to have an impact in, on Main Street America because there's a lot of small towns where oil and gas exploration is, is very, very important, very important to these towns, very important to the local economy. So this brings me to the, the bullish, bearish segment of, of the episode here, right? So you think you're- are you bullish? Don Schreiber or bearish on a V-shaped recovery? Well, I, I think we're a little early on the V-shaped recovery. What I've been saying is I expect a very, very um, scary nine months here until we get through uh, the next uh, virus season, which is, you know, coming up. Uh, we're almost in September, um, and you got to figure this fall and winter could be very, very challenging from a health uh, standpoint. And we could have, you know, shutdowns or modifications in behavior that, you know, could cause uh, the economy and, you know, corporate performance to be really challenging. I do think, however, that the $10 trillion or so in uh, Fed support and fiscal stimulus is going to give us a J-shaped recovery. Whoa, wait a second. I've heard these... I've heard rolling U's and you, you, W's, a, a W's, and now I, we were even talking a little bit about a W, some choppiness. But you're talking after we get through this choppiness, we get through the election, yep, right. We get through a, another fall and early winter with maybe sure. a vaccine, no vaccine, no, maybe get, maybe not get, an effective vaccine. We figure we're going to get vaccines, and we'll have multiple vaccines by spring. And at that time, all of the money that the Fed has, you know, committed. And Congress. And Congress will not, not only has committed, but will continue to commit. And, and maybe. Both the Fed and Congress are not out of bullets yet. They're going to continue to fire more bullets. I, I would be surprised, right, if you hear by uh, spring next year. Right. Similar programs, government work programs like the Works Progress Administration and the Civilian Conservation Corps coming back into vogue doesn't really matter who takes the White House. Right. To get the economy back on its feet. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you be bullish or bearish on an infrastructure spend, Don? I am very bullish if we get an infrastructure spend, that will help. On the J. That will help, right? That will fuel this J-shaped recovery. Right? So you figure we've got a hockey stick or a J-shaped recovery. Like a Nike swoosh? Yes. Starting at about uh, uh, the end of uh, 2020, um, leading into 2021, we could have a pretty significant jump so, in economic so it, activity and... Corporate profits and revenues would take off. We would get a very healthy recovery, you know, similar to what we would have had before. So if you the look at the big risk still is, though, we've got this whole thing built on Fed and government life support. And I think it's the right thing to do. But in fact, we got to find a way to get normal economic growth without government or Fed intervention. So an infrastructure spend would definitely help that. And, I mean, if you look at the Nike swoosh, right, it has a little tip. It goes down a little bit, and then it goes up. So are we at the little tip before the dip, 
and then the swoosh, the the tail end of that swoosh. Is that kind of yeah, what I you're think, thinking? I maybe think, a little bit. I think fourth fourth quarter is going to be that uh, that dip down, and then we right around the election, like November ish, right before the election, like yeah. late October, early November. We, we have a high risk period here for the next six months or so, um, where you know, again, I think that you protect capital. And then uh, if you have protected capital and you have capital to deploy, uh, boy, I tell you, it could be really interesting now, by the end of the first quarter. Now, really interesting. Now, come, right, uh, you know, when the J-shape engages here, right, are you bullish or bearish on growth stocks? And are you bullish or bearish on value-oriented stocks? You know, I—, I we th- we think that value uh, will dramatically outperform uh, the overvalued growth stock sector. You know, there's a lot of companies out there with, uh, you know, low P.E. ratios that have, you know, good business prospects. And you don't have to buy them at, you know, massive overvaluations like you do with the tech sector. But I do have to say that... These stocks that are the darlings are not going to go away. They're going to continue to be very strong companies unless the government intervenes and takes them apart. Down a peg. Uh, Unless they take them apart. You know, they start dismantling these Google and Amazon and things like that, which, you know, depending on who gets the White House, that could happen. I think that you have these companies continue to be dominant forces around the world. And um, there's going to be, I think, some support for the more innovative small companies, mid-sized companies, to get a fast track to be able to compete better in the years to come. Ah. And I think that's very healthy for the U.S. economy, for U.S. employment, um, but it may take us a little time to get there. So you're thinking once we get out of the woods here on this, you know, uh, rocky season that we're coming into fall here – uh, that some of these you're, are you bullish on? on just you're two, you're just, bullish long term on the the growth stocks, but yeah. not to the extent of value. I'm hearing that values maybe because of its current valuation, these stocks are depressed. I mean, you look at Russell 1000 value down nine for the year, Russell 2000 down uh, value down 16. The high dividend stocks down 24. Russell 2000 on the whole is down five. That's you got more. Room to the upside to run you is what those you're things, thinking. Those those things could rocket higher, cool. uh, and you know, uh, be the thing that leads us in this, uh, uh, you know, economic resurgence and recovery, the renaissance that we're looking for. I think right now we've and the got index. too much optimism in the marketplace, unjustified, and that's a big risk. Have another correction just right now. That's a big risk. Have another correction before we move higher. We're Fang, Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, Google might take a, a short-term hit breather. Yep. The rest of the stocks are already doing that, down five for the year. They could go down five more percent, get into correction territory. The leadership could struggle a little bit, too, coming into election season. That puts us maybe into a down five, ten, you know, uh, from where we're at. Or you think a bigger? Well, I think we could go down more than that. I don't think we have to go down a 50 uh, percent or 30 or 40 percent. But I think that you're going to get you a, know, breather. a, a blow off here that um, – will be again sharp and fast, and then we'll start to see, you know, a comeback 
leading into the end of the year, wow. possibly, depending on what happens with the election, depending on what happens with business conditions over the next you know, four or five months. And business conditions are 100% dependent on consumer spending and what happens with the coronavirus and how much either uh, we recover from a health standpoint from the rec- coronavirus or there's more uh, death and devastation. All right. So, look, uh, finish up here, right? We got another earnings season coming up at the end of September, right? Early October, we're going to start getting earnings coming out. Uh, right now, as it stands, you think we're going to have a little bit better than the experts think? You a little bullish on those earnings, or are you bearish? You think it's going to be carnage? What are you thinking right now based on everything said tonight? Will that be one of the precipitating factors? You know, one of the things of, that, a, of a decline. One of the things that we talk with hundreds of advisors a week, our team does, and you know, uh, everybody's saying, a little nervous, man. I keep saying they're quaky. They're, they're nervous, and, and and they they want to know what I think, and I'm like, your guess is as good as mine. You know, all bets are off here. This has never happened before. We've never been in a situation like this, and so far, surprisingly. You know, investors are looking through all of the risk factors and just having a party. And I think that the party might continue, but I don't think so. I think that we get into the fall and we get a normal pullback in the fall. They could be, you know, a down 20 or so uh, plus, and we're going to end up... In like a couple of week period yeah, again? Oh. I, I, I think so. I think so. You know, somewhere between, you know, September and uh, mid-October, we start to see some earnings. I think there may be a little bit of excess optimism around how good earnings might be and how good the economy might be by then. All right. Um, All right. So we'll see well, what happens. What, one one more question for you, Don. Jeez, I, I, you know, it's, it's late, but, man, we're burning the midnight oil here. Uh, gold, silver, metals, man, crushing it this summer. I mean – up really, really big, um, you know, change since the end of February, right off the bottom here. You're talking up 82% for gold for a lot of the different gold ETFs. I mean, you think this continues? Uh, flight to haven type of assets, which w- would be gold. Are you thinking this continues? Or you think this is, this reminds me of six or seven years ago of oil Right, and it's March to one hundred twenty dollars a barrel. Seems like a crowded trade to me. Well, you know there is a contrarian trade here in gold and silver, uh, but you got to ask yourself. You know the metals uh, have uh, it supposed to have a flight to quality or an inflation hedge. I don't see inflation. I think we're going to have a very difficult time finding inflation, similar to what Japan did. So, you know, I think the gold trade may be a little bit uh, overdone. I think it's really the so you're bearish on the it's on, on the gold the, trade, opposite of the fang trade. Holy! If more. I was going to play uh, one or the other, I'd be playing fang right now as opposed to gold. Wow. All right. So you guys heard it here on, on Bull Bear Radio. We covered a lot of ground tonight. We talked about, you know, earnings, re, uh, uh, you know, uh, the recovery, uh, the J, Don Schreiber and the J. We even covered uh, precious metals here this evening. I mean, try taking, you know, a gold bar over to Lowe's and, you know, getting some lumber. I, I just don't see it, you know. You know, if, if, if things go bad and, uh, you know, people need food to eat, 
They're, they can't eat gold. You, you show up to White Supermarket, and you're like, hey, uh, how do you want to pay for that? Uh, you know, credit card or cash? No, nah, I got my gold bar here. Can you take that? I, I just don't see. All right, have a great night. We'll be back at you uh, very soon here. Uh, think, think about that J. Think about that J. J sounds good. Past performance does not guarantee future results. The views presented are those of the podcast participants and should not be construed as investment advice. Podcast participants or clients of WBI may own stocks discussed in this recording. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. This is not an offer to buy or sell any security. No security or strategy, including those referred to directly or indirectly, is suitable for all accounts or profitable all of the time, and there is always the possibility of loss. You should not assume that any discussion or information provided here serves as a substitute for personalized investment advice from WBI or any other investment professional. If you have questions regarding the applicability of specific issues discussed to your individual situation, please consult with WBI or your chosen professional advisor. This information is compiled from sources believed to be reliable. Accuracy cannot be guaranteed. WBI's advisory operations services and fees are in the form ADV available upon request. You are not permitted to publish, transmit, or otherwise reproduce this information in whole or in part in any format to any third party without the express written consent of WBI Investments, Inc.